Live in the Nexus. Hello? Boy, that's, I mean, we got to work on our enthusiasm levels around here. <laughs> this is just uh, subpar, subpar performance. Thank you for calling the Nexus. For Scott and Steve, press one. Beep! <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Just looking over our notes for this evening's podcast. And oh, I can't wait because I have no idea, except for the Mike Schmidt trivia question, I have no idea what's on these notes. I have some suspicions based on some uh, cryptic text messages that I've received today. I know. The, those are, like I said, those are just warm-ups. Those weren't, those weren't meant to be attached to, uh, to our questions. Oh, um, well, I was, I was very excited. So I've, I've, uh, I was but coming down. Talk about good times is fine with me. Okay, well, that's good. Yes, we do need to talk about good times, and perhaps there should be an episode dedicated to good times. I, th- I would love that. I feel like, folks, folks, if you are not familiar uh, with good times, uh, Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit about good times and any time you need a payment? Uh, <laughs> any time you need a friend. Uh-huh. Any... Not getting hustled. Not, wait, not getting Anytime hustled. you're out of money. Not getting hassled. Keeping your head above water. Make it away if you can. Temporary layoff. Good times. Easy credit ripoffs. Credit ripoffs. Hanging Uh, on a job line. Good times. Scratching and surviving. Scratching and surviving. Then there's hanging on a job line. Good times. This is great stuff. I I learned that from the Dave Chappelle show because I never knew what that line was. Hanging on a job line. Um, yes. Good Times was a show that was on the 70s. I'm talking off the top of my head. I think it was from maybe 74 to 79, something in that range. <laughs> Folks, you can't stump him. It doesn't matter what category we tackle. It is absolutely from 1974 to 1979. Um, I, he, he probably knows the dates, but I'm going to go ahead and say it started. It debuted on February 8th, 1974, which, Steve, how old would we have been then? Uh, we would have been a year. Well, in February of 74, we were yeah. about... Geez, you were what six months old? I was maybe eight months old at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and its its final episode was on August first, nineteen seventy nine, which is a strange time for the last episode. Which which would have been our second half of kindergarten. Yes, yes. Uh, August first, we would have been moving into first grade, wouldn't we? That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, not okay. yet. Not yet. We didn't start. I don't know when you started school. We didn't start till after Labor Day, where I was. So. Oh, no, we, we usually started around mid-August, so we were probably about two weeks away when Good Times reached its epic conclusion. <laughs> but, uh, so the I, problem, Florida was a character in All in the Family. Um, mm-hmm. It was roughly a spinoff, you can say, because while well, the character Florida was a mate on there, um, you know, All in the Family took place, I believe, in Queens. Whereas, I believe that's Whereas, whereas that's Good right. Times always took, pla- I mean, it took place in Chicago in, like a, in the ho- a public housing. Yes. Um, has some terrific characters on there. Um, Janet Jackson was on there. Um, uh, what's his? I can't. Who played uh, James Evans? Um, uh, John Amos. John Amos. Man. Fantastic. Him, him and uh, Esther Roll, who played Florida. Yes. Just, yes. You know, it's funny that back then the big thing was was J.J. Uh, Evans saying uh, dynamite all the time. Mm-hmm. But man, man, when you when I rewatch that show. I, I hardly am paying attention to what he's saying at all because the acting of between uh, Esther Roll and um, what did you say his name was? Um, uh, John, John Amos. Yeah. John Amos is so just so good. His anger, his anger is outstanding on Good Times. Mm-hmm. When he gets yep. mad at anybody, there's just nothing like it. And then Esther Roll's always there to calm him down. But like the clip we watched about, um, I can't remember the daughter's name right now. Um, uh, Thelma. Thelma, Thelma, mm-hmm. at age seventeen, getting engaged to a forty-year-old man. Uh huh. When mm-hmm. when he takes the ring back, you can't do that, Daddy. Yeah. Mom goes, "That's right. That's a mother's job to do." Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so yeah. So great. Of course, JJ is there to make some uh some commentary about some comments insulting Thelma. Of course. Um, yes. I did. When you get the later seasons of Good Times, once James is gone. Um, and it, it relies too much on what was it? Uh, what was her name? Falona or something like that? Uh, uh, Wallona. 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 And, and you know, when John, and, Janet Jackson came along as Penny. Uh, and the, uh-huh. the comedy relied on Bookman, who was kind of like the unlikable superintendent of the building. Right. I thought. Also I thought, known as. 
What do you remember what Walona called him? No, I don't. Buffalo butt. Buffalo butt. <laughs> I always loved that. No matter the financial situation, uh, I love I love this the stereotype. It was always a a, a male white banker, age forty five to sixty. It yeah. was always the source of evil on good times. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, oh, it's a great show. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to definitely talk about. We'll, uh, we'll take a deeper dive. My memory will be sharper on that. Um, I, I always enjoyed Good Times. Great theme song. You know, it was set in a project, so you know, not a very glamorous. Set. Very, in, very much in that um, in that seventies mode of we're going to give you something different. Um, I, I, when I look back at those shows, so groundbreaking. Like Good Times, the Jeffersons. Sometimes mm-hmm. Jeffersons overshadows Good Times. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you know, put put the Jeffersons in a position of power of wealth, um, which is which is a good thing um, that right. happened in that show. But good times sometimes just really overlooked as uh, really quality TV and like we said, too much of that dynamite coming out of JJ. Well, so I, I would say I would say when you're comparing the two shows, I think of the Jeffersons as a straight up comedy. Yeah. Um, I think of Good Times more as a uh, and nowadays I guess we would call it a dramedy. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, kind of like All in the Family was. I, right. I still don't get All in the Family, but yeah, different strokes, although of the same vein to teach a racial lesson, different strokes right. is very much a comedy. Right. Uh, and you're right, the Jeffersons was very much, although serious things happen there, um, yes. very, yeah. very much, very much a comedy. Comedy first, but this was more of a, a lesson first. You were going to learn right. something from yeah. a different point of view. And that's why it was a cool show. I, I never yeah. felt like, I never felt like Good Times was preaching to me. Um, right. I just was felt like like straight up here it is you know the white man the white yeah. banker is going to screw you because yeah. you're black um, yeah 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 it was uh, it was yeah it was I I I can remember watching that uh, I I guess I re- I have some vague memories maybe of some of the later seasons live uh, but I certainly remember watching a lot of it in syndication in the in the you know, early '80s especially um, and 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 really being pretty faithful to coming home uh uh and and i feel like that's those are the early days of like tbs um and coming home and watching episodes of good times or maybe being out of chicago because they had a lot of syndicated shows um which that would probably make more sense since it was set there we, but uh, i don't we know. didn't get remember. wgn where i was for a very long time and then tbs didn't come along probably till i was in middle school where we were okay I, I remember i used to watch tbs when we had vacation in south carolina uh, uh-huh. And I just thought TBS was the greatest thing in the world because we'd come off the beach in Hilton Head, and at four o'clock, you know, you'd get like uh, Adam's Family, I Dream of Jeannie. Yeah, uh, just which just is some... which is great to watch on TBS when you're in the greatest state in the union. That's yes, well, then that's how I got into watching uh, NWA wrestling. Like, uh, you'd be watching that all of a sudden, like at six six oh five, you know, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. That that studio show would come on TBS for NWA yeah. World yeah. World Class Wrestling, yeah, which was yeah. which was just basically it was two hours of promos, yeah, um, with a yeah. match, a ten second match sprinkling in there. But man, that yeah. was so good. And then I discovered that uh, I could find that on Sunday nights at ten o'clock on a UHF channel, channel fifty seven in Philadelphia. Yeah. And then finally we got TBS. But man, I, that that wrestling program is still still my favorite. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, so before we diverge too far off course tonight, uh, I have uh, some messages from my kids to you. Um, okay. So first of all, Stone requested that this remain a family-friendly show. <laughs> Hi, Stone. And uh, Hadley uh, wanted, uh, uh, wanted me to tell you that we need to be excellent to each other and to party on. Are we are we not excellent to each other? Well, I, I don't know, but she just or, gave us that message. Party on. Okay. Um, maybe maybe she heard maybe she heard uh, about the uh, the uh, the big riff over Rod Stewart uh, that we, <laughs> the, the Rod Stewart riff of twenty twenty one, that and that's you know gotten her H- upset. Is Headley so. is Headley the one who's in in uh, in college? No, that's Harper. Harper. Okay, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right. So, Super Bowl? Super Bowl. So, our predictions were I had Kansas City 38, San Francisco 28. You had Kansas City. Remember, I, I clearly stated I wrote this down. Kansas City 28, San Francisco 17. Um, so, we were both right in picking Kansas City. You were closer to the score than I was. Um, 
what are your thoughts on the game? Um, I have – it was a rather uh, pretty boring first half. The stat that stood out to me that I'll start this off with was it was more than halfway through the second quarter they noted that Patrick Mahomes had only had attempted eight passes. Really? And I thought that was shocking for like 60 yards. Um, yeah. And I just felt like the Chiefs got nothing going. Did you know the 49ers fired their defensive coordinator today? Yes. I did. Which I thought was, and they were third in scoring defense all year, and I think right. eighth overall. But and I, I don't yeah. think their defense was that bad in that game. No, no. I, I, I mean, the only the only logical explanation that I can think of for such a move is just an attempt to shake something up. Um, yeah, it feels like just we're going to lay the blame here. But um, yeah. yeah, So what are your, what are your thoughts? I I thought that you know obviously the second half was a lot better. This is my thought in the first half when I was watching this and watching. San Francisco lead 10 nothing, which is surprising. And I, I remember saying to my son, um, I was like, you know, I've seen a lot of Super Bowls where a team has gone up and dominated the first half only to get blown away in the second half. Yeah. Uh, I feel like almost like every – with the exception of that game where the Niners beat the Broncos like 55-10, to 10, I feel like the, the Super Bowls the Broncos were running against the Giants and the Redskins, the, the Broncos were up early. Yeah. And then yeah. that, that, just, that just didn't matter later. And that right. kind of reminded me of that. Like, I felt, although the Niners were ahead, I wasn't confident. They just couldn't seem to, like, you know, put it away. I, I want to have a better understanding of Brock Purdy. I, I really just feel like he's an enigma. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's like you said, uh, I, I, I listened to our previous podcast uh, with our responses to the, uh, to the AFC NFC championship games uh, in, in preparation for tonight. Um, I was listening to it. You made, you made the statement that Purdy is either terrible or he's awesome. Yeah. He doesn't go out there and just act as a model of consistency. And, and I don't know, I don't really know how I felt about him over the course of this game. Uh, It, Seemed like maybe what you said after the Lions game uh, kind of held true. Is that he was either doing everything or he was doing nothing? Yeah, that's 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 like still seeing with him. I I don't I really don't get like I, I read something where or heard something where someone said like how, how would this game showed what a great quarterback he was, and I, I just didn't see that. Right. Yeah. I I saw the inconsistencies again. You know, he he threw. Um, he only threw one touchdown pass because one of it was thrown by a wide receiver. By the way, I still can't figure out how Jennings, the, on the touchdown pass that Jennings caught, it appeared he was tackled at the two and still got in the end zone. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. And I, I don't know how he stayed in his feet, and I feel like no one talked about that. What a great move that was. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a great move. Um, I'm – so here's – I'm struggling with a couple of things after this Super Bowl. You know, you and I both picked the Chiefs to win. And I was not surprised that ultimately they did win. Um, I was a little surprised at the – and I mean, it was straight-up boring. Um, I, uh, I probably ate way more than I should have during the first half just because there wasn't any reason to sit there and watch the game. Uh, it was just not exciting. Now, the second half was very exciting. Um, you know, and and any time a Super Bowl goes into overtime, regardless of whether you have a dog in the fight or not, it's still a uh, it's still an enjoyable experience. Um, yes. I'm 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 still not sure. I haven't put a whole lot. I've kind of started started moving away from football now because you know, uh, pitchers and catchers reported today, and uh, so I haven't read any of these articles that came out. Uh, yesterday and today about the 49ers saying they weren't prepared for the rules of overtime or something to that effect. Do you, do you have any light you can shed on this? Yeah, I've read the same thing, but I, I think as a player, you should know that. Yeah, agreed. And it seemed like I thought it was pretty cool. That, and I, I really didn't understand where San Francisco was coming from, especially Shanahan on this. He's like, well, we know the rules. We just didn't think we need to talk about them. Then yeah. you look at the Chiefs saying, Andy Reid saying, yeah, we've been talking about these rules since August. Yeah. And, and we knew exactly what we were going to do. We were going to go for two. Yeah. Uh, had the Niners scored a touchdown, which I think is great. I got, yeah. I, did get, I did get confused in overtime and actually looked it up again today because I thought I understood it right, and it was correct. So because 
I, I didn't understand with time winding down. The Chiefs scored with three seconds left in the first overtime. Had that first overtime ended, the game wouldn't have ended. Yeah. Because you, they have to get a full possession. Yeah. I don't like that rule. Yeah. I, I think if there's going to be a time and it runs out in overtime, that should have been it. The Niners should have won then if, if yeah. they didn't score. Yeah. Agreed. But I think but that, that's, I th- but that's a wash anyway because they did. So, but yeah. But I agree with you. I agree with I, you. It's that, a weird. That, it would have been weird had they flipped the field and. Yeah. And yeah, because seems- that's. Yeah, because that's kind of like saying, you know, well, it doesn't matter that regulation's over. Everybody, get, it, everybody should get a chance to try to score. You know, right. it, it's yeah, yeah. They're I, trying to, I agree. Try to clock it's, off. Yeah. Well, what's the What's the clock there yeah, for? Yeah. There's got to be. There's got to be. Uh, you know. Part of the strategy of the game is is clock management, yeah. um, and and as you said, I think you also said this on the last podcast. Andy Reid's never been known for being skilled at that. That's true. Note Super Bowl thirty eight with the Eagles and the Patriots. Yeah. So here's here's my okay. So I got a couple of big takeaways though um, um, regarding just just the whole of it. Well, one of them's one of them's incident related. The other one's the whole of it. Okay. So I've been looking at some of the coverage and, and, and some of the, the responses and I watched, you know, the game ended late. So I didn't stay up late watching a lot of, uh, a lot of the, uh, the trophy acceptance and MVP crowning and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like, so Tom Brady, I, I think that you and I both can agree whether we like him or not. And I don't, I don't know that we've ever talked about our feelings about Tom Brady. Um, uh, I feel like with the seven Super Bowls and, and all of that kind of stuff, he has to at least be in the conversation for greatest quarterback of all time. Absolutely. No one, no one else yeah. is close to seven Super Bowls. Right, right. So, but I always, even though, so I was, you know, Brady paid for the, Brady played for the Patriots for most of those Super Bowls. Um, and then he went to the Bucks and won the Super Bowl there. And I, 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 I've never been a fan of either one of those teams. Um, and so it was, you know, it was all my feeling about Brady was always a grudging respect because, but I always felt like Brady went to work when he was, was, was quarterbacking. He went and he did his job and it was about the job. And sometimes there would be some outside hype, uh, about, you know, something with him and Giselle or whatever her name was, um, or, or, or something like that. Um, but most of all, mostly we just heard about great Brady being a great quarterback. I feel like the Chiefs are becoming more of a pop cultural icon than they are. And of course, I know we talk about pop culture here at the nexus of pop culture and charity. Their specialty. But but I feel like they're becoming less about football and more about this persona of they're just cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see I can see them trending in that direction. And, and, um, and that, 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 I'm struggling with that. Um, I, don't, you know, I don't think, I don't think three is a dynasty. I think you have to get yeah. to four, possibly five. Like I'm thinking like four out of six years. Well, dad gum in baseball two is a dynasty now. Right. <laughs> well, I, just, I take nothing away from it. But to me, like, uh, I would even say, I'm not sure the, the Steelers were a dynasty, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, oh man! To, that's, me, a, to me, a dynasty might is be like fighting when, words. When you look, when you look at the Islanders who won four Stanley Cups from like you know was it seventies? It's probably seventy-seven to eighty-one, somewhere in that range. Yeah. When the Islanders won four straight Stanley Cups, uh-huh. that's a that's a dynasty. Yeah. Um, what about what about know, the what about the Yankees? Ninety-six, ninety-eight, ninety-nine, two thousand. That was like four and five years, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And then they played for, in 2001, they played for it too. Yeah, and lost in game seven. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely, to me, that, that was, they were so dominant. Yeah. That's part of it too, is just the, the dominance, right? Yeah. The Chiefs aren't necessarily, UCLA is a dynasty in basketball. Yeah, right. Al- yeah. Alabama's been a dynasty in football the last decade. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think three is very impressive. I yeah. think the Warriors are, are much closer to being a dynasty than the Chiefs were because the Warriors, what, they won four. They went to. They lost two more. They've been six yeah. times in like yeah. Yeah, eight years. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls, surrounding the J- Jordan suspension. Six out of eight is definitely a dynasty. Yeah, yeah. So, and notice I said Jordan suspension. When you, when you, <laughs> when you can step away, you know, you probably don't live far from where uh, Jordan's father was found, McCall, South Carolina. That's probably not far from Kershaw. 
you know, I don't know where that, I don't know where that is. I have to, I have to look that up. Um, okay. So that's, that's one thing that I, that I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with is, is be a football team. You know, I'm good with that. Uh, I don't need you to be a, a, a pop cultural phenomenon. Um, I don't need to know about, I, look, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Taylor Swift hater um, by any stretch of the imagination. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of her music. I'm not going to, you know, go to her concerts or anything like that, but I, you know, I got no problem with Taylor Swift and I, and I understand that if Taylor Swift's anywhere, they're going to show her, but I don't need to be, I don't need to click on e, to go to ESPN and be hit with articles about how Taylor Swift and Patrick Mahomes wife and somebody else and somebody else hit the town in Manhattan on Tuesday night. I don't need well, to know a, that. It's a media problem then. It's not a chief's problem, but I, I, I do. Well, but the, have... chiefs are, the chiefs are leaning into it. I feel like. I have no problem with Taylor Swift either. She has every right to be there. I don't. I like her music. I'm not a Swiftie or anything, but I've. Right. I have no issues with Taylor Swift whatsoever. Uh, I don't think anyone was complaining. They were kept showing the shots of Giselle when she was married to Tom Brady. They sure yeah, did show right. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of Super Bowls, so I, I just think there's a lot of people who don't like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. It's it's, it's going to be interesting to see where the Chiefs go from here because they are at this point. You're right. Where they're they've they've reached this point of fame. Mm-hmm. And it's really which way are they going now, right? Yeah. I do want to shout out to Hardman who got that touchdown, University of Georgia. I was happy to see that. All right. So the last thing that I want to talk about in this regard, um, and, and unless you have anything else you'd like to say about the Super Bowl well, before we well, go I would, to I would like to say this. I was. Did you catch the the wrestling reference by Tony Romo? No. It was on. It was on a tackle. No, I was. I was, was. I was at a place where there were lots of people talking, so I might okay. not have heard. So there was a punt. And the the Niners player tackled the I think it was the Chiefs player. Uh-huh. He closed line him and he he, made, he referenced that it looked like Hulk Hogan. Nice. Well, Tony Romo did something right. There were there were plenty of points in the when when I was watching the game and I was able to hear that I was like, oh Tony, come on, come on. <laughs> Tony was Give silent for he was silent for a lot of the he he didn't say not not a lot of great and he did have the one where he talked about the angle of Mahomes. Having to change the angle of the pass because the guy's arm was up in the air, that yeah. that's that's stuff that I wouldn't notice, um, right? But yeah. like I thought, like the whole Hogan reference, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is that is pretty good. So I can't I can't not talk about the Travis Kelsey shoving Andy Reid thing. Um, Let me ask you a question: If you're really passionate at work, can you just go mm-hmm. off and your boss and shove him? Yes, okay. absolutely. And just say that, hey, I'm just. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, just passionate. So, I'm both the principal and just shove them and say, I'm just so passionate about teaching. It's okay. Yeah, right. I don't, care, I don't I, care if it's sports or not. You don't do that. Right. Um, yeah, there, there is nothing. There is no excuse for that. And I, I personally won't be satisfied until he's cut from the team. <laughs> I won't and be I'm satisfied going, until I'm, Darth Vader appears and force jokes him. Yes, there we go. <laughs> There we go. I I just that to me, I am I was uh, I'm just so disappointed that not only that that happened, but then when they questioned um, when they asked questions about it after the game, Mahomes kind of like defended him. You know. Yes, yeah, so I I just hate that defense of. You know, passionate, and they want the ball. They want to win, and I don't know. That's not how I've coached. I coached soccer for ten years. That's never how I taught my team to react. Um, yeah. I've never, yeah. um, never bought the excuse from a student either that they were being disrespectful because they were so passionate. Yeah, That's, that doesn't. Yeah. I don't like that. I also, when I watch, when I see that, I think, why does Taylor Swift like this guy? Yeah, yeah. This whole Viva Las Vegas thing on the podium. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not buying what they're selling. Maybe we're just too old, Scott. I don't know what it is, but like, and I, I, I generally like the Chiefs. I like Mahomes. I like watching them play. But some yeah. of their stuff is just almost kind of eye rolling them. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, thinking about, you know, and I know it was nowhere near this extreme, but it just, it, for me, it made me think back to, uh, the whole PJ Carlissimo, uh, Latrell Sprewell thing. Um, when he went after 
you remember what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, the coaches, it, it, we can't get to the point where coaches are just guys that stand there, you know. And, you know, I think also about, was it, uh, who was it this year? Um, oh, it was the Saints um, with uh, 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 Jameis Winston. And and them running the play to score again, so this guy oh, can yeah. touch the ball, and they're and the up coach by, told him not to do that. Yeah, and the coach told him not to do that. We just want you know that no, cut them all. Well, James, and that's James where I do Winston like this to go. There's that game with Matt Lafleur and the Packers head coach, where the player just assumed since he was from I forget I think it may have been in Carolina actually. Um, he just he he wanted to be a team captain, so he just walked up there. He called the toy costs. And then uh, they they suspended him for a game, I think. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You yeah. have to follow some of the rules. I I, I don't love the Chiefs are going. I wonder. This, the Bills were off. I gotta think if there's a healthy Bengals coming back next year with Joe Burrow, they might be able to uh, dethrone the Chiefs again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Baltimore should get their stuff together. Just it it didn't. I don't know. It didn't feel like it. Well, it was a fun Super Bowl to watch because of the, the overtime, of course. I yeah. didn't feel like this is one of the strongest NFL seasons I've seen in a long time. Right. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of teams with big records that didn't. You know, the whole Eagles collapsed. The Cowboys collapsed. The Ravens collapsed in the championship game. Um, well, the the Browns winning. What did they win? 12 games and, and going out, like, getting beat like drums by the right. Texans. Right. Um, you know, it was, I, I did there, there was a lot of anti-climatic anti uh, feeling on so many of these things. Um, which, which brings my final thought to this on football, Scott. Mm-hmm. Is I always feel like football, especially the Super Bowl, unless it's the last play that wins a game, it's never that exciting as like mm-hmm. the ending of a baseball game. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because your team could be up in the ninth inning, 15-1. to one, mm-hmm. And it can be game four and you're up 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. And when that last strikeout happens, mm-hmm. and if it's home crowd, they're going to go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah. unless the football play game ends in the last play, like, did you, did you, was it that exciting when the Chiefs scored? Like, it almost looked like the receiver, like, if you watch that back, was like, wait, is the game over? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was, yeah. I was thinking about that with football. Basketball usually has some exciting endings, although they can ruin it with fouls and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but no, they do. Nothing, nothing beats, nothing beats a baseball ending. Yeah, I agree. And we, 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 we covered that in depth on our "Why We Love Baseball" did we? Uh, okay. podcast. We did, we did. It's it, that final out in baseball. Nothing, nothing tops it. Nope. Um, it's just awesome. Um, I, uh, I texted you a meme while we were talking about this that you'll need to look at when we get done. Um, okay. I think, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Um, but anyway, okay. So, Super Bowl. 58 is that was what it was 58 yes 58 58. is in the books 58 is in the books so we will be uh poised and ready for the 2024-2025 season to start uh and we'll be ready with lots of great picks lots of great insight into those games you'll think we were chris collinsworth reconstituted with a southern draw Uh, i don't know that's just i don't know Or Steve will just be Chris Collinsworth. There's that too. Are you ready for a series of random questions? I was born ready. All right, let's start with this. What's your favorite continent and why? That's tough, but I'm going to go with my favorite continent is going to be Africa because I love the way that it's kind of like an upside-down L. Okay. How but many you weren't expecting that, were you? No. How how many if you just took the continental United States, how many do you think would fit inside of Africa? How many continental United States would fit inside of Africa? Yes. Do you know the answer to this? I do. Okay. Um I'm gonna say seven. Three. Okay, three. All right, it's three. I feel like you didn't really take this question seriously, which I'm a, dis- a bit disappointed. That's all right. <laughs> I feel like 
I feel like I really gave it my best effort. And, Upside and, down, and, L. And I'm, huh? a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit. There's so many concerned. great cultural references, like nature, Mount Kilimanjaro. Well, I mean, we uh, were just talking about the continent itself. I wasn't, you know, I didn't know you were talking about culture and population, and, and well, that and, would factor into your reasons why you enjoy continent, right? I was just thinking about continental shapes, but uh, I, I, guess... I was ready. I was ready to rail against if you picked Antarctica because I was. I feel like that's the, the, I feel like that's the trendy pick right now. <laughs> so if if we're basing it on culture and history and all of those sorts of things, uh, and, and you want me to be very serious about it, I'm going to go with Europe. Hmm. Because I love, I love. I mean, that's that's where most of my historical knowledge is rooted. Uh, you know, I love middle ages i love uh the world war histories um i love the so many of the things that constitute western civilization were founded there both to the good and the bad because you know uh, i can i can accept the dirty side of things as well and Ferdinand. That, yeah hey metternich are we just saying names now All right, back Vlad, to football for Vlad the Impaler. Back to football for just a second. Okay. Which which rule change would you rather see? No field goals in the fourth quarter or field goals only in the fourth quarter? Oh, no field goals in the fourth quarter. Okay. Without question. Unless unless with the field goals only in the fourth quarter every each side got to just kick field goals, but they had to move back five yards every time, starting with, say, a 35-yard field goal until who can make a 65 or a 70-yard field goal. There, now, there's, you your, get, there's your overtime right there that would add some excitement, right? Overtime is you back up every – you start at the five-yard line, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Back up each kick five yards. The only two players ineligible for overtime were the punter and the kicker. Uh-huh. Okay. And just the rest of the team has those have to alternate. So it's almost Five like pen, it's almost like penalty kicks and It is. It is. Yeah. But these are these these players would have to practice field goals. So but would it be you start at the five and move back five or ten yards each time? Uh five yards. There would also be a player from the opposing team tethered to the goalpost on the inside and able to block from standing on the crossbar. Oh, so if it was low enough they could jump. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you know there was a guy, and I'm trying to remember what his name was, that used to that used to be his job. He played for the Colts, and this is way back. This is before the merger. And his job, because he was a high jumper, was to stand underneath the goalpost when when people were, when the other team was trying to kick a field goal and jump up and try to, and they called it field goal tending. Is that legal? Yes, it's perfectly legal. Hmm. unless they've changed the rules since then, but he used to do that. Um, and, I mean, you know, obviously some of them, there's no way anybody could jump high enough to get. But, but you know, some of the ones that are, you know, way out and, 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 and you know, coming in just and barely clearing the crossbar, his job would be to jump and try to tip them away. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, if, if I can find – if I can – if I have some time to look into it, I'll try and find out what his name was. Okay. So, anyway. Okay, uh, you can either – there's one of two ways you can answer this question. Uh-huh. You can, you can tell me which movie's a better baseball movie or which movie would you rather watch, Bad News Bears or Field of Dreams? <sighs> okay. Boy, there's so many different ways to take this question. <laughs> there um, really is. So, Field and of we're, Dreams – We're talking about Bad News Bears 77. Not yes, the remake, yes. which was the remake was actually pretty good. But, yes. uh, we're talking well, you're talking about the Walter Matthau. Yes. Okay. So Tatum um, um the as far as a baseball movie baseball in Field of Dreams. No, there's not. It's it's, it's a movie it's, of, it's it's centered around baseball. Right. But there's not a lot of baseball being played. I mean, you know, the, the, the most baseball that's played is that whole scene with Moonlight Graham there at the end when he comes in as the kid and gets to take the bat, you know, and, and gets the, gets the uh, 
the sack. I think he hits a sack fly. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's, that's the majority of it. I mean, James Earl Jones and Kevin Costner go to a Red Sox game, but they don't really show any of the action. Um, so as far as <clears throat> what's a better baseball movie, I'd have to say the bad news bears. Now, what would I rather watch? Now that's also a tough question though. Uh, it depends on my mood. Um, bad news bears is hilarious. Uh, it's, it's a great movie, but field of dreams is a phenomenal movie. Um, the, the message the, the, the lines in field of dreams I, that I still quote to de- to this day. Um, I actually, when my dad was retiring, uh, from, from the church, um, and they were doing his like retirement send off and people got to speak. My dad played baseball for Wake Forest when he was in college. And was he the and lead so singer I... for the church? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, my, he played baseball for Wake Forest when he was he was in college, and I um, uh, so when I was speaking about him, I invoked some of the James Earl Jones speech about baseball in America and all of that stuff. It was, you know, they, it's the one constant Ray. America is marched by like an army of steamrollers. It marks the <laughs> passage of time. <laughs> So yeah, I um I forgot I, the James Earl Jones factor too, because James Earl Jones gives makes anything go up several notches. It does. He does. Um so sometimes I will listen to him uh he uh has an audio version reading of him reading the King James Bible with all of the thou's and thy's and that kind of stuff. And it's like you're mesmerized. Um so yeah, he's uh he's he can he can elevate a movie. I mean, he's Darth Vader for goodness sake. Yeah. Um. So, it, it's yeah. So to answer that question, I, it, it's got to depend. If I'm in the mood for some laughs, I'm going to watch the Bad News Bears. Normally, I'm going to watch Field of Dreams. So, so how's that? Yeah, I'll take Bad News Bears. And the funny thing is this: is what doesn't bother me is because I think it. You have to understand. If you live in the 1970s, it was a different time, right? Uh-huh. There's so many offensive things that are said in that movie. Oh, yeah. That were just not seen as offensive at that time. I'm not excusing it, just saying that's how this movie got made. I'm not bothered by that. I'm not bothered by the coach, Buttermilk, Buttermaker, uh, uh-huh. drinking beer in the dugout. I'm not even bothered him giving beer to the kids, but I've always been bothered when that coach hits the kid in the mound, his own son. That's just yeah. such a awful moment in that film. Yeah, it is. And that moment where he just stands and looks around like, what? Mm-hmm. And I just, I just, I've always hated that. Yeah, yeah. There's also a, an episode of Dennis the Menace that was made probably 15 to 20 years prior to that. Uh-huh. Um, that, that kind of echoes the Bad News Bears a little bit. And I always wonder if that served as an inspiration uh, for the Bad News Bears. Anyway, we'll, we'll get hung up too much in Dennis the Menace. So um, uh, I just want to uh, I just want to uh, tell you I did find the name. So the guy's name that did the that did field goal tending, his name was R. C. Owens. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Make a note of that here in the production notes. All right, so let's look at. Uh, I, I don't think I've asked this question before, but as I was reading it, I was wondering if I had already asked you this. What is your favorite geographic anomaly? Like, to me, that, that can be give, me, like, give me an example of, of, of I can't of, remember of I, I wish I could remember the name of this there's that part of Washington state that's mm-hmm. only accessible um, by water from the United States otherwise it's actually part of Canada or if you hmm. think about this uh, Oconee County, South Carolina where Seneca is mm-hmm. is actually a peninsula of North Carolina because it's surrounded by rivers or lakes on either side so no land of Oconee County actually touches land of South Carolina. I know you're starting to question that. You're going, no, but you can look at it. It's true. No, Lake Hartwell, the Chattooga River. No, um, I'll, take your, I'll take your word for that. Did you know Oklahoma? Um, part of Oklahoma borders New Mexico? I did know that, yes. That's, that's one of those weird things where I don't – I don't know if it's a geographic anomaly, but um, you know, just things like that where like that part of Washington State, you can only get there by land through Canada. Or um, you know, there's, there's that part – I guess I would count this part of it. You know, there's, like, there's that library 
in Quebec where half of it's in the U.S., half of it's in Canada? Yeah, yeah. Or the uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So would you say like maybe uh, Carowinds? That's partly in South Carolina, partly in North Carolina. Nah, it's, it's, I don't know about that. Okay, I guess, so it, could, not... I guess it, it could be, but okay. So I feel like you're not, feel like you're not trying with that answer. That's what I'm going to say. Well, no, I wasn't going. I was just asking if that was a reasonable example. I wasn't saying that was my answer. Um, so uh, um, one thing that I've always found interesting is that uh, Carolina is closer to California than California is to Hawaii. Interesting. Yeah. Do you remember um, a few about maybe within the last ten years, they actually moved somewhere uh, just south of Pineville. They actually moved the uh, the North Carolina state line, and then no, they I had to move. That. It was inc- it was incorrect, so they had to like, I think they moved it further south. So part of South Carolina was now in North Carolina, or was the other was the maybe it was the other way around. North Carolina went too far south. Um, but people, I remember reading quotes that people were upset. I'm, I'm, I always, a, sand, I'm I a sand lapper. Like I'm not Carolina, a Tar Heel. I always feel like North Carolina's gone too far south. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I'm, I'm just going to throw that out. I think we've mentioned this before. I support the one Carolina. Mm-hmm. I support That's right. the, the full vacation. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I want if I want North Carolinians here. So it's uh. Uh, but that, I mean, that's a whole nother episode there. Um, so, uh, have, have you ever been to Thunder Hole in Maine? Yes, in Arca- I have. In Acadia? Yeah. That's a pretty cool geographic anomaly. Is that, would you consider that a geographic anomaly? Or are you looking more for just geography anomalies? Maybe. Ge- may- <laughs> because I well, feel like ge- a geographical... What, what, geographic and geography are the same thing, right? Well, I mean, but when I'm, I think I'm of, thinking, I'm thinking more of man-made, I guess, is what I'm thinking. Uh, um, so I, you know, I get you. The, the, I like the the whole idea of the four corners. Uh, what is it? Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, and Colorado, where you can yeah. stand in all four at one time. That's a geographic that's pretty, anomaly. Yeah. That, yeah, that's pretty cool. I um, think Col- you know, Col- are you from Kaliningrad of the part of Russia? Which is like what? it's like between Poland and like Lithuania or something. Yeah, yeah. It was not. It's not actually attached to the rest of Russia. Yes, yeah, and so one thing, and I don't know if this is geographic in nature, um, but I always find myself surprised um, that uh, when they're um, talking about Russian citizens. And some of and some of them are Asian. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, absolutely. And, when you look at Eastern Eastern Russia, yeah. They're, yeah. They're Asian, and yeah, yeah they they physically look like they were they're Korean or which makes good sense because that's yeah. you know the part of the world that they're in. But it still always seems to I don't know catch me off guard. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. So yeah, so that's I don't know if you'd call that geographic, but that is that is something that intrigues me. Yeah, no, I think I think you're you're in the right realm there. Okay, all right, fair enough. All right, maybe a question Carry I'm thinking on. about also for uh, I'm trying to leave my last. I have one last good one for you. Okay. Um, this one comes off of um, watching the uh, documentary documentary Netflix Pop's Greatest Night, which is about the filming of the We Are the World recording. Ah, uh, yes. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. It's I, really it's, good. It's, it's a... on Netflix. It's it's outstanding. Okay. Um, you come away with uh, Lionel Richie seems like a great guy, and his his Michael Jackson impersonation is spot on. Nice. So, okay. so I'm just going to ask you this: It's 1980. Let's say it's 1984, 85. Uh huh. Um, and and I put aside like I, I don't know if you're I don't think your answer would be neither on this, but given given you have tickets, someone says I can either give you tickets to see Cindy Lauper in concert or Madonna. It's 1985. Who are you going to see? I'm going to see Cindy Lauper. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, think, I just think it'd be more fun. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know, it's funny uh, thinking back to our concerts episode, um, our, our two-part concerts episode. Uh, I know that I've never seen either one of them in concert. Have you? Right. 
No, I have not. And that's what I thought was and, a good question. And, and that's, that, that, that's, that's very unusual given our collective concert experience and how many concerts that if, if you, you know, add together what, who we've seen that we never saw either one of them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I feel like maybe Madonna came to Charlotte or somewhere nearby when at some point during my college career um, and that maybe a couple of, of, of guys went to see her or maybe a couple of girls or maybe some guys and girls. I don't know. Um, but I never remember an opportunity even to see Cindy Lauper. I think we were now, just you lived young. in Philadelphia, so yeah, I think we were just at the age where probably at eleven. Yeah, you know, my parents took took me and my brother to see Michael Jackson in eighty four when I was eleven. Mm-hmm. Um shout out to George and Elaine, thank you. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I don't I, I don't remember I don't think Cindy Lopper was big enough to convince my parents yeah. that that's that's someone we should go see. Well, and she was I mean, she was a bit controversial with her get up, you know. At that yeah. point in time, because America was still reasonably, uh, well, I mean, a lot more conservative at that point in time. And she was, she was uh, a little bit odd. Yeah, she just uh, came from like a the punk rock kind of. Right. So she was very popular right. music. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we got, we got one more question to the big one. So um, are you going to a Disney park or a national park? If you had right. the choice. Like, oh, um. I think it depends on stage of life. Right now, I'd probably have to say Disney Park because my kids are absolutely Disney fanatics. And and I like Disney a lot, too, and I've never been let down by going to Disney. Um, although, I would say, and uh, I guess it was, God, I guess it's been five years now, we, we went across the country and did, you know, a dozen or so national parks, and it was great, and I, I'd do it again in a second. Uh, I think it would depend on stage of life. Um, right now the answer would probably be Disney, but you give me another five years and it might be, it would probably be national park. Yeah. I How think I heard, I heard uh, right net for me now. Um, uh, now I'll go to national park, even though my kids are older, I would, or they're, you know, they're 16. I would still go to national park. I'd rather take them. We've been to Disney many times. Yeah. Um, I prefer national park at this point. doesn't mean I don't want to go to a Disney park. Um, right, but probably given the choice, I'd rather. I feel like there's. I would probably pick a national park first, but that doesn't mean that four months later I'm not going to Disney. If that makes sense. Um, yep, it does. I, I wouldn't. It'd be really hard to say. Like you can only go to one of these the rest of your life. Which one you would do? That'd be really really tough. Right. So yeah. uh, okay. So for our final question, it it came out of this. This is the question I decided to nix to come up with this question. So the question was going to be, what's the interview process like to join the Super Friends? You know, what's their support staff like? What's the cafeteria like there? But then I didn't like that question because I felt like mm-hmm. – but this is the question I have for you. So pretend for a minute that you, you're HR and you work in the Hall of Justice. Mm-hmm. I want you to mm-hmm. tell me about some of the HR complaints you've gotten from, from one Super Friend to another. Okay. Like, for example, like uh, you may uh, Batman filed another complaint against Green Lantern that he's always stealing his utility belt. They, mm-hmm. they, don't, res- they don't respect him because he has no superpowers. Something like that. So um, one of the biggest complaints I get is going to be from the likes of uh, Apache Chief, Aquaman. Those guys are complaining about the length of pants that Robin <laughs> That's exactly and- where I would go. Black Vulcan. Black Vulcan are wearing. Sa- samurai um, included in that. Samurai. Too. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they are very uh, upset that, you know, basically there's just too much skin showing and they feel like, you know, almost like they're being violated every time those guys come into the room. Um, and, you know, and then and then there's the you know you you bring you bring Black Vulcan into the office, and he's upset because nobody seems to be complaining that Wonder Woman's pants are just as short, uh, and that this whole you know uh, moral double-edged sword type quandary kind of thing that you got to deal with. So, you know, I'm losing a lot. Of, I, I'm losing a lot of sleep over that. Probably starting to thin. My hair is probably starting to thin uh, on top. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm rolling up my shirt sleeves, my ties on loosen. I, I probably started, I probably increased my, my cigarette consumption to two packs a day. So what, who do you think the super friend is that's leaving their food in the fridge a little bit too long and not cleaning it out? And also the one that's using the microwave to heat up their fish. Which, by the way, Aquaman has a separate complaint that it's very disrespectful to be eating fish in front of him in the Hall of Justice. Yes, and of course he does, um, which would make me suspect that it was him that was doing it in the first place. But, <laughs> but great, great cover up, Aquaman. Um, I think that probably the one who is leaving his food in the fridge for too long uh, is probably Flash. I, I think. can see that. Yeah. Um, as far as heating up the fish in the microwave, that seems like a very um, that seems like a very Green Lantern thing to do. I, I feel like Green Lantern behind the scenes probably could be pretty arrogant. Yeah. I agree. Uh, like, yeah, he's talking a lot, and, like, you, you're walking into the break room, and it's a long day. You've been dealing with the Legion of Doom. Solomon Grundy's you're dealing with him. You walk in the break room, there's Aquaman. Maybe, or excuse me, Green Lantern. Maybe you turn around and go in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, no, not, not how yeah. again. Yeah. Because you don't want to hear him just saying his thoughts out loud. Also, one of the complaints would be he's always narrating exactly what he's doing. Right. Right. I could just use my green power ring with a 24-hour charge to make a giant baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And heat up my fish in the microwave. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's that. Um, let's see. What are some other complaints? I would think that there's got to be some complaints related to not being able to see Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Well, I think there was a complaint that I read that said that someone had who, – who was the super friend that painted her invisible jet? Oh, that would be Batman. I mean, you know, I, I feel like. Oh, no, you saying like painted like as in like a, like a joke, like, oh, no. Yeah, like yeah, she it? was sleeping okay. and like they just got yeah, out. No, that's 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 not Batman. That's going to be. Um... Mm. Mm. See, that's. I mean, you almost feel like that's a that's like a a, a Wonder Twins thing. Uh, but are we are we sticking strictly with Challenge of the Super Friends? No, no, you can go you can go all the way back to Wendy and Marvin if you want to. Okay, yeah, well, I could easily see Marvin doing that, thinking he was doing something helpful. And the other way too, you can go all the way up to El Dorado and Firestorm if you'd like. So, okay, I got you. All right, so yeah, I, I think so hijinks don't really play into the character of many of the super friends. When I think hijinks, I probably think maybe the flash and maybe Robin. Um, everybody else. Maybe like black Vulcan, maybe black I feel Vulcan. Like Apache chief and black Vulcan could team up and be up to no good. Perhaps, but I just, I always felt like Apache Chief was just, uh, was just way too serious. Um, almost like he was wrestling with some sort of inner oppression. Uh, and, and, and never feeling like, so am I part of the team? Am I not part of the team? You know, um, how come I never get paired up with Superman to go do things? Uh, I'm always paired with. I can with... see that being an HR complaint. Yeah, I'm tired of being paired up with Aquaman, the B team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How come? How come? Why won't, I don't get why to... won't Aquaman towel off when he comes back inside the Hall of Justice? Yes. Yes. And why don't we all have haircuts like Superman and Aquaman? Yeah. That's. Have, have you ever noticed that they're the exact same, except that Aquaman's blonde? That's a good point. <laughs> That's an HR complaint right there. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, you know, that that's 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 one that there's a complaint. I mean, I imagine there's got to be a lot of complaints surrounding Wonder Woman um, from both sides. Uh, you know, is uh, unless you're counting Jaina or Wendy, uh, typically she's the only woman there. And and well, she and she would have been around. Wonder Woman would have been around for all of those. So, yeah, yeah, I know. But there but she also was there without them, uh, you know, a fair amount as well. Um, and. Uh, challenge of the super friends was where they really 
did most of the, uh, a good portion of their fighting against the Legion of Doom. And so that's a, that's a high pressure situation. And I think, I think you're missing. There was a, there was a female superhero that you're missing here. Oh, Hawk girl. Oh, I didn't think about Hawk girl. Did she you, was, do you, do you remember Rima? No. She's kind of like a jungle kind of like almost like a female Tarzan type. I thought that was Giganta. Uh, Gigant, remember she stole like the shaman's powder to to make herself bigger. Yeah, she did. She did. Um, the shaman that gave Apache Chief his power, right? Do do you, yeah, it's true. Do you think any of the there is a possibility? Is there any super friends? Any of the members of Legion of Doom? Once they clock out, it's past five o'clock. They're hanging out secretly. Like, do you, do you think like Solomon Grundy and like Flash are sharing a vape? Oh, no, probably. No, no. Um, I think that there are some that would hang out and some that wouldn't. So I can see Toy Man and Batman hanging out. Really? Yeah, I can. Um, I can see, um, you know, we got to experience Captain Cold and and Flash hanging out in the uh, Flash live action series. Um, uh, then, Captain Cold always did seem like he had a, a, a he wasn't as evil as the rest of them yeah I, I agree um, now I can see you know Samurai and maybe Apache Chief and Scarecrow hanging out because uh, you know there's a little bit of that mysticism and did, all of that do they need a larger toilet when Apache Chief gets larger I mean I would assume that they have to have accommodations in the event that he got stuck being larger. Yeah, this is picture they have a Mexican buffet. He eats a lot of food. And neck chuck gets larger. Yeah. Is that a serious crisis unfolding right there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, yeah. He's thinking it's going to be a day off. Um, you know, it's it, he's not he's not on duty that day. Right. Uh, Black Vulcan says, hey, man, there's a new Mexican place. You know, a couple black, blocks over. The black bean dip is outstanding. Next thing Let's you know, he's chasing down out. Giganta, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah. boy, we're in trouble here. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I mean, is it just like, is the, do the streets get flooded? I mean, is it, <laughs> how does that? I think Stone's getting uncomfortable right now. Yeah, yeah, probably so. So yeah, I, I think they, these are excellent questions, but and, and good points to ponder. Um, and and the, here's the other thing: is what, what's 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 the compensation like for a super friend? I mean, is and are they are they getting paychecks weekly, biweekly, twice a month, monthly? What, what Who's paying them? Is there is the, does the UN pay them? I don't know. And is, is they're there multinational, so. Is there death? That's a good question. And and like with 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 a dentist for a super friend, do do they have to have special tools to work on Superman's teeth? I mean, assuming his uh, teeth can't get damaged, right? I mean, that's what you have to assume. Yeah, but I mean, can he get cavities? No. Okay. But Batman Absolutely. can. That absolutely, Batman. Yeah, Batman's the one that's he's really the biggest HR risk in so many ways in terms of <laughs> benefits, compliance, risk. Batman yeah. and Robin are, are, are your biggest problems. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're an actuary's nightmare. They really are. <laughs> the so, deductible that the Hall of Justice would have to pay on any claim. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I do want to get into a little bit of the cafeteria stuff. Um, I mean, is it is it a uh, is it like a, a a Morrison's type cafeteria? I mean, is that what we're, we're we're thinking there that it's like you know they've got the you know they've got the plates of meatloaf and the the pear salad with the cheese sprinkled on top and the I mean, is it like old school or is it like more like a? Uh... I, I feel like it's Morrison's, but there's a different theme each night. Okay. And I feel like okay. I feel like Green Lantern's the jerk who's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Okay, but Superman's okay. always Superman's always the company man who's like, "Come on, come on, Hal, let's, you know, yeah. this is fifties theme. Let's live yeah. a little here." Yeah, yeah. So you can eat the pot roast tonight. Come on, right? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, all right. 
That's that sounds that all sounds good. So I watched so, the worst movie I've ever seen today, by the way. Okay, well that's good. I tried to I, I tried to give a watch to G.I. Joe: The Rise of Cobra. Have you seen that? Is that live action? Yes. Okay, with with is that the one with the rock? That's the second one. That's uh, okay. But it's the rise of it was terrible. It could have been outside of the names of the characters being there. It could have been any. You could have called it anything, and it wasn't GI Joe. Right. Yeah. It was so cliche, so bad. Yeah. Very disappointing. Yeah, it is disappointing. I don't know that I ever saw that. GI Joe deserves better than what they got in the big screen. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, so fans, please note. No to G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Correct. We're just going to say, don't even waste your time. Uh, it gets it gets negative jingle bells. But what I do want to get, I do want to give my uh, endorsement to this. I just recently started reading some Star Wars comics. The uh-huh. Star Wars comics by Charles Soule, the Darth Vader series, is outstanding. And there's just another series called Star Wars by uh, Charles Soule that takes place between the end of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And and both are really good. Um, do you have a Kindle? Uh, I do. Or, or an Amazon Prime account? Mm-hmm, I do. Most of these you can read for free on on your Kindle. Okay. Um, and they're really, especially the Darth Vader, is really really good. So, what year uh, did these come out? Are they new? Darth Vader would think was around 2016, maybe. Okay. I can send you some more details on this. Um, I think there was only 25 issues. I think. Um. All those are available on Kindle for free, and then the Star Wars one is still ongoing, um, and that one's really. I really, I read, I've read, I think a Darth Vader. I'm probably up to, I'm up to volume four, some somewhere around like the fifteenth issue. Okay. And then with the Star Wars ones, they only had one. The first volume was the only one that was free, so I bought bought some hard copies on Kindle or on Amazon because I thought it was so good. But I, I've been listening to podcasts about these comics, and I finally decided to to take a look at them. And the stories are obviously the graphics are outstanding, but the stories are really, really interesting. Gives some really good background to, especially Darth Vader, um, and and choices he made, choices he could have made, and then the whole thing about um, the the Star Wars comic I'm talking about. But Charles like gets really into like, you know, after the events of what happens in Bespin, can they really trust Lando? And that goes mm-hmm. on for quite a few days. Yeah, which would make sense. Yeah. So. I'll send you some information on those. Maybe we can talk about those sometime if you have time okay. to look at those. Yeah, I would. I would like to. Um, okay. Well, I've got a. Um, I've got a few things uh, to to talk about uh, before we uh, uh, before we close out the Nexus tonight. Um, first one is uh, um, is I need to know your feelings about Wink Martindale versus Wink Martindale. I th- I think well first off there is only Wink Martindale, mm-hmm. and that that Wink Martindale is the host of Tic Tac Doe. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the defensive coordinator with such such great questions like states of the union where it would be just a map of the United States with one state colored red. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Or my my favorite was potluck picks where they would just show you a picture of something and you'd have to identify it or or subtraction. Take yeah. the number of U- U.S. states and subtract it from, you know, the number of years Ronald Reagan's been president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just I, I love wanted to know. Wink Martindale is one of the great game show hosts of all time. He is. He's he's probably my favorite. And when, when now... I think of when I think of game shows, the first game show I think of is Tic Tac Joe for me. I think yeah. it's because of her age. Great yeah. show. Yeah. He is. Uh, he is ninety years old now. Um, you know, uh, you know what his biography is called? Um, Don't look it up. That ah means I'm you're not, looking it up. I'm not. I'm not. Mm, I, but I feel like I should know this. Does it have something to do with Tic Tac Toe? Tic Tac Toe? No. No. It's called okay, Winking, then, at, then. Winking at Life, which is a Winking great title. Winking at Life. Yes. Agreed. That is. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So, um, okay. So, are you ready then for? Our Mike Schmidt trivia question. I am. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. So our Mike Schmidt trivia question for tonight is that in 
1974, opening day, Mike Schmidt hit a game-winning home run uh, in the ninth inning. It was a two-run shot. They were playing the New York Mets. Mm -hmm. Who was the pitcher? Nolan Ryan. No, it's the ninth inning. Oh, ninth inning. Oh, Tug McGraw. Yes! Very good. Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, even though he got it the, wrong. The rare, the rare, uh, I think it's, uh, it's, McGraw is famous for both Mets and Phillies, and so is Dykstra, although no one's claiming yeah. Dykstra anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But McGraw is also famous for another reason. His, uh, his uh, reporting on Channel 6 Action News? No. No, that's not it. Now everybody's wondering, who is, who is, what is Tug McGraw famous for? We're just going to leave it at that. Yep, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. So <laughs> if you have the answer, you let Steve know. Uh, you can call him at... Uh, you call me at K four. Just dial K four. Any phone in the world of four goes directly to me. I was going to say Klondike 9. <laughs> <laughs> Klondike 5, 254. Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> Well, my friend, are we good? Are we, uh, are, we, are we ready to exit the Nexus for tonight? We're at the 66-minute mark. We are ready to exit the Nexus. All right. Well, uh, tune in next time when you'll hear Steve say, wait a minute, that's not what I said. <laughs> Does that sound about and right? Those folks at Fancy Feast, you know. Uh, you do know. I did. I did have one. Some of our fans commented on the. They really enjoyed the fancy feast stuff. So, yes. Well, you know, sooner thank, or later. Thank you to some of our listeners, Elaine, uh, Rusty, and Jim. Yes, and those of you that Scott's are, entire family. Yes, those of you that are in uh, the western part of Saint Paul, uh, and you know who you are. Uh, and if I, if I could just appeal to the Whaley children for just a minute, if you could please listen to the podcast one at a time to help her get our, uh, our numbers up and not listen as a group, that would be very helpful. Okay, yep, yep. Duly noted. <laughs> Duly noted. All right, my friend. It has, been, uh, it has been a great time in the Nexus, and we'll look forward to, uh, to our meeting up again. We'll try to be back next week. We're getting fairly consistent here. Let's not break this Indeed. momentum. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Good night.